Episode of 360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. On this sunny Sunday afternoon, we got Odie in the house. Good morning, Odie. Good morning. And if you hear me grunting in pain, I have been, have been having back and neck issues all weekend. So, you know, I'm going to try to keep my pain to myself, but hopefully, you know, we'll make it through this in one piece. Well, at least I will. Odie, Odie will, will be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> so... We got a lot to cover today. So, Odie, what you got for us today? So, what in the world? All right. Okay. All right. Let me move on. All right. So, um, just wanted to do a quick update on uh, on TJ Holmes and Amy Robach. They are officially getting fired. Um, there was some mediation that ABC tried to do. I'd imagine they did it for the same reason that HR companies all across the world, well, at least all across America, um, use mediation for, and it's just mainly to escape culpability as a company. They're not trying to actually resolve anything. They don't really give a fuck what happens to the employees. It's all about protecting the employer. Hey, can they come back and sue us? Um, which, interestingly enough, they're actually getting paid the rest of their contracts, so... Yeah. They're not really losing anything, um, but I don't know if like they can, if they could have potentially tried to go back and say, oh, well, you know, I'm losing future earnings or whatever, and my reputation has been damaged by this. I don't know what the argument would be, especially when you were the one that technically fucked up by fucking around. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was interesting because I, you know, of course, like, Media outlets are going to do what they want to do, but I mean, what we expected to happen initially started happening, which was like all the focus was on the man. Oh, all of a sudden, all these extra white women came out and said they'd had affairs. Um, And then I think where it really went left, though, was like when the first when the intern popped up, because now it's like, oh, you're in a position of power. Like this is post me too. y'all niggas supposed to know better. You ain't had no business fucking intern. Because right. you had a position of power over her. You weren't fucking one of your peers. Um, so of course most black people were like, well, he's probably gonna get fired because you know, when it's the black man, it's always his fault. You know, like that that's what we expected. Um but then it's like at the last minute they threw in the, the extra bit about uh Amy and said, you know what? She's a drinker. She drinks on the job. Uh, that's also inappropriate. There's more, and also two morals clauses, whatever. Yeah, we're firing both of them. I thought that was interesting because I feel like that might have been a response for the first time based on how the public perceives things. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was just like, oh, well, we can't just fire the black guy who did wrong and had the affair in this situation. We can't just put all the blame on him. We have to put it on Amy too. 
So I thought that was interesting. That didn't go, honestly, it didn't go the way I thought it would go. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that the public uh, finally helped turn the tide in situations like this? Or do you think it was just like a one-off? Yeah, I, I think I think the public helped turn the tide. But the funny thing is, is that, I mean, if she's been drinking on the job, that can't have been the first time that they had to address it, you know? And maybe they were just holding it as like an ace in their uh, ace of their sleep, or just or just letting it go just because, you know. But I mean, you're on television. I mean, don't get me wrong. Janine Pirro was drunk like every episode on on Fox News. But what do they care? People watch him anyway. You know, it's not like it's hurting them any. You know, Bill O'Reilly gets day drunk, but then again, he's doing a podcast now, so it's not like he's back on Fox News when he was making like twenty five million dollars a year. He gets to get day drunk in his sunroom and do his podcast. We'll talk more about him in a moment. But, you know, she works for a major network. You can't you can't show up at the job like that. But they had to have already have known that. So the fact that they didn't just come out and say, okay, well, they were in a consensual relationship. You know, they're both married people. We're going to fire them both. They were like, okay, well, we're going to fire him for the affair and then her because uh, she's doing the whole tipsy McStagger thing. Yeah, they also they also said that they quote unquote waited too long to disclose their relationship. So they, yeah, I don't know what the fuck too long is like. Well, of course they waited too long. They wouldn't have told them at all because they were aren't they both married? Yeah, they're both well, they're both married to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, they weren't going to tell them at all. (laughs) So I don't know about where too long comes in. They weren't going to tell them at all. You know, but I mean, so, like, what's like, what's too long though? Like, if they if they had told you after a month, after two months, after you know what I mean? Like, what's too long? That whole thing just feels arbitrary. The whole yeah, thing. it just it's just like whatever. Like at the end of the day, ABC just wanted to cross their t's and dot their eyes to make sure that they could not get sued for more money, and that's just what it is by them. Yeah, and that's just what it is. Well, I I hope they save their money because I don't know if they're going to be hired anytime soon. Maybe I think could... also to mentioning the timeline and just saying nobody disclosed anything to us, it just mm-hmm. lets them off the hook for the other people that he slept with. So like any producers or interns can't then come back and say this is a me too situation because it's like, oh, well, you know, we didn't right. we didn't know. Nobody disclosed anything to us. We didn't know until after the fact. So we couldn't right. stop it. You know what I mean? I could see them doing that too. It's all about covering your ass. That's, yeah. really. that's what the arbitration is for. Let those facts come out. You manipulate the story, and then that's that. Yeah, the, the old what do you call it, a CYA. <laughs> Basically. Basically, but I just think that's that's whack as hell. Um, <clears throat> that he cheated on his wife. That. Things have unraveled. Like it's 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 just embarrassing. It's an embarrassing situation. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, we'll see what's next in store for them. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll get hired somewhere else. But whatever. maybe, <laughs> or more so than him. Yeah. Uh. So next up, okay. So this story like really blew my mind because I was just like, wow. It sounds it's also very on brand for Florida. Um, so honestly, I feel like I could have told you the story and you would have guessed that it happened in Florida. It probably isn't just happening in Florida though. Um, cause when I think of 
Florida, I definitely think of shit like this happening, but I also think of Atlanta as being like a hot spot of scam likely activity. But this is like some some next level shit. So um there is a story that came out said the fraudulent nursing diploma scheme has been uncovered and it led to federal charges against 25 defendants. Um excuse me. Uh, so basically, these nurses have been getting degrees, and of course, they didn't stay in Florida, so they could be anywhere. Um, and I think they were getting up to like $15,000 or paying up to $15,000 for these fake degrees. Yeah. So they basically, how it worked was they they bypassed the actual clinical hours, like anything that they had to do in nursing school was bypassed and they just sat to take the exam so it's like they paid you know like in well I don't know if you remember but like or if you ever had to do this but some some courses they would let you say you don't have to come the whole semester if you test out mm -hmm. and it's like they paid to test to just go straight to the test and you just had to take the final exam so if you were proficient enough in the information then you could just take the um final exam you would didn't have to come all semester and then you take the final exam, you get an A in the class and move on. Huh. Um, some courses did let you do that. But nursing courses, I'm very confident that's not a thing. Um, we're talking like, I'm just talking like a history course or a math course or something like that. You show that you're proficient enough. You don't have to come the whole semester. Cool. But these people were paying to just bypass and go straight to sit for state boards. And they got licensed in whatever... Um, state they they went to go get their license in after they got their certificate their diploma which yeah. is like it, and, and it's like if you cheat at that level i'm pretty sure you would cheat you would find another way to cheat you know to get your exam to pass the exam for state boards oh yeah um, absolutely which means that you get a job in the hospital or a doctor's office or something um yeah, and I know before you started recording, you were saying, like, damn, would it be really be worth it? But some of those traveling nurses, absolutely, they they were getting bank during COVID. Yeah, bank I, over bank over bank. I had to look it up real quick. In in just in North Carolina, I, I couldn't find it nationally, but just North Carolina, a traveling nurse can make 140 grand a year. Easy. And then, and then um for nursing school. I said, because I'm like, where did they come with 15 grand to get these, you know, to to cut the line like that? But you figure nursing school costs between 40 and 80K. And that's at a, uh, and this is out of nursejournal.org, uh, 40 to 80K at a public school. A private school could cost between 60 and $120,000. And that's just for, and I was like, wait, is, is that for a nurse practitioner? Because they're, they're basically doctors and i'm like no that's just nursing school so i, I imagine that the higher range of people will be more for a nurse practitioner right than an actual nurse you know we'll, we'll just say that but that's kind of crazy you know so 15 grand to just take the test and not do all the stuff is a bargain but the problem is then you got to get out there in the workforce yes and then you know this is not the kind of job where, like, you know, it's McDonald's, they fuck up your fries, they forget your ketchup, no big deal. Yeah. You know? You you forget somebody's, you know, anything about their procedure or you miss something that you're not, like, that. Per it's literally the difference between life and death. 
So no, this is not okay. It's wild as it's wild as hell. Um, that this shit was allowed to take place, but it's just scarier to think that but, Florida is probably not the only place that's doing that. You know, but it's it's the only place where it would probably be supported by like Ron DeSantis because you figure he's already telling people. Yeah, I mean, we already had our own problems with that here in North Carolina because then you had the governor, um, uh, the governor before the one we have now, Pat McCrory, who is basically mm. just like, oh yeah, you don't really need a master's degree to to be a teacher, and I'm like, yeah, you kind of do because you know, because he was saying that like some first year teacher knows just as much as somebody with a master's degree. Yeah, like, what? Like, like on it, like on its face, that's ridiculous. They just want somebody who will just teach what they tell them to teach and not have any sort of, you know, critical thinking on that. And then you figure DeSantis is already like, yeah, you know what? Instead of having licensed teachers, we'll just get uh we'll just get these army vets and 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 their wives or or spouses, I should say, mm-hmm. to teach to teach the children. I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's a good idea. Why don't you have someone who just did three tours in Afghanistan? Don't give him any time to decompress and just put him in front of a classroom full of kids. We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see how well that works. Dudes in there having flashbacks, you know what I mean? Like like what are you doing? Like that's not even. They're just so worried about pushing their own agenda that they don't care how they do it. So I I could probably see, and this is my own speculation. I could probably see their like Secretary of State finding out about something like this and just being like, ah, it's Florida. What are you gonna do? You know, know, what's crazy to me, too, is like I was just um, thinking about one of the points that you made and it's definitely about um, indoctrination, but the Pat McCrory comment about um, not needing a master's, well, then what's the difference between a master's and a doctorate? Like, (laughs) then why does the principal need it or not need, but in most instances have a doctorate? If, they, if there's no difference in experience, you're telling me that the year one teacher could be a principal. Like, let's just mix it all up because experience doesn't mean anything. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, we used to call our our principal Doctor Brown because he was because he had a doctorate, you yeah. know, in education. So it was just like you know, we we used to just call him Doctor Brown. Yeah. So, exactly. it, so it's I I I I don't know. You know, these these people are. It's so much projection because the one thing that they're saying is exactly what they're doing. So when they're saying, well, we don't want to indoctrinate the kids, but that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're just indoctrinating them your way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So so that's that's that. Florida going Florida. Um, (laughs) I just, at the end of the day, like this just makes me even more wary of the public school system and makes me think about if I were to have children like I definitely would not want them in the public school system like it's just it's crazy like we we would just have to spend more money to get them into um a better education system mm-hmm. and also spend more money to like in time educating them at home like it's like every free moment will probably be be spent supplementing the the bullshit that they learned at school you know what I mean like to show like okay like let's think about who told the story like why they told the story the way that they did yeah now what's their agenda and it's it's, doesn't seem like it's gonna be doesn't seem fun no (laughs) but not not at all you know And, and I mean 
the Republicans have been trying to kill public school for years. I mean, that's why they put Betsy DeVos in there, not just because she was a huge donor to the Republican Party, but because they knew that she would continue to weaken public education, you know. And uh, between her, between Bush and No Child Left Behind, like they've done tremendous amounts of damage to public schools. Mm. You know? I mean, public. I mean, public schools in other countries are basically just like you know, it's practically like community college level. You know what I mean? Like they, these kids learn so much in those schools, and then they don't do a whole heck of a lot of uh, testing like we do. Like we just over test these kids. Mm-hmm. And they're actually like teaching kids like critical, uh, like actual critical thinking, you know, because they, if you have a kid who's a critical thinker, he's going to, that's why a lot of these younger kids now don't really get into religion because they see what's going on. And then it would also help that they have more information now than we had at my age, you know, you know, I mean, like when I was, when I was their age, we didn't have the internet like it is now. You know, where it's like I could just pull my phone out of my pocket and and literally ask it a question out loud and it'll just tell me the answer. Like we didn't have that when I was their age. So now they see all the stuff going on. They have all the social media. They see all these stuff going on and they're just like, well, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to be a part of this. And that's what that's what they're trying to nip in the bud. So that's why they're just trying to just gut public education make the you know goofy charter schools like Kanye West charter school where they're like hey you know what we're gonna learn parkour <laughs> yeah yeah let that kid get his little badge in parkour and put him out in the real world unless he's gonna steal office supplies and jump from roof to roof that's not gonna help him unless he want to become a professional parkour stuntman you know <laughs> or, or, or these religious schools that just teach mostly religion and some math yeah well these kids are gonna get obliterated in the real world so, you know, I don't, I, I, and, and I do understand when parents are just like, you know what, maybe I should just homeschool my kid. But even then, it's not like you just teach them whatever you want because for them to be yeah. accredited, you still, they still need a, a certain amount of curriculum. But very true. But if you're in Florida, they just make that shit up as they go along. You know, like Martin Luther King. Uh, yeah, we don't know who that guy is. I'm like, well, slaves. Be, or you could be like that, that baby who was like, there was like a clip of, of course, on MLK uh, mm-hmm. of this of this little kid, and uh, I can't, I can't honestly can't remember the gender. It doesn't really matter. But the kid was asked, um, "You know what today is?" And they were like, "Yeah, you know, it's like MLK. Um, it's MLK Day. And who is that?" Um, and basically, the kid was like, "He died for our sins." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's not really a not entirely wrong. <laughs> uh kid kids are amazing, and I really do mean that. You know? Well, uh yeah, so I'm gonna shift gears, not having to do with kids, not having to do with MLK, none of that. Um, but uh Matt Barnes, uh one of your favorite basketball playing Virgos I only have two that I know of uh, of course Kobe Bryant and uh, Matt Barnes and I just remember I just remember Matt Barnes being a Virgo because I was I was kind of surprised that like that that stunt he pulled with him being pissed off like going all the way to uh he drove like several states over to beat like his ex-girlfriend what's what's the what's that dude's name his ex-teammates 
his ex-teammate. I forgot I, the story, I, but you know I, what I'm I, talking I was, about. I was trying to find that out because I'm like, he was involved in something else that I remember. Yeah, it was like his ex-teammates or his coaches. Um new boo or whatever like his his ex-girlfriends or his ex-fiancés or ex-wife I think it was his ex-wife I think he married her Gloria Gloria from um Basketball Wives and uh Gloria Barnes and uh she got together with like one of his former teammates or his coach or some shit and uh yeah he drove like several states over to beat his ass um there was some drama with that so it looks like he's into some more drama but this time it's the ex of his fiance uh yeah Derek Fisher because he used to play yeah because they they played for the Lakers yes so uh anywho but this time it's his now fiance he got engaged like in December I think and um so his his new boo has an ex-husband of her own and um there was a confrontation where he ended up spitting on him it was at a football game and um he was granted court order protection from the ex-husband david patterson jr and this was following an incident at the 49ers and cowboys playoff game uh matt spat on the man in a concourse after he alleged david threatened and shoved him David, uh, according to TMZ, David must have no contact with Matt, must stay 100 yards away from the former NBA player. In addition, David has been ordered to have no firearms. Court documents also state that Matt said he was worried because David had been trying to bait him, bait me, this is quote, trying to bait me to damage my reputation and hurt my career. So, I remember this video and I remember saying like, damn, Matt, like, you can't be going around spitting on people. Like, I don't I don't care how much you piss me off. Cause if you spit on me, I'm definitely knocking your teeth out. Um, so even if like the ex, David, is the crazy one, he still showed a great amount of restraint not doing so, honestly. Um the new the fiance has spoken out. And said that he that he does not um deserve the backlash. Matt does not deserve the backlash that he's getting because um basically she co-signed what Matt said, which I mean, why wouldn't she? But she co-signed what he said by saying something to the effect of um, yeah, like he's been he's been crazy. My ex-husband has been doing some wild shit for a long time. Here's like receipts. I have these voicemails of him talking real crazy. It's a very long statement. Um, but she sums it up by saying, at this point, I'm exhausted. David has gone above and beyond to hurt Matt and I, and it has unfortunately affected our children. Breaks my heart that Matt is being blamed for this altercation. My ex has been harassing Matt and his twin sons, two innocent kids who have done nothing wrong. Matt was defending himself at Levi Stadium in a situation that David purposely created to provoke Matt and hurt our family. I pray my ex-husband gets the help he needs for the sake of our children and for the safety of Matt and I. God bless. And and there was there was a little update. I had just seen it. Supposedly he is uh the uh, what's his name? Uh I just the ex David or ex, Matt? Yeah, yeah the, no, here it is. Ex David. He's he's suing Matt Barnes for spitting on him. 
Yes, he he did say that he was uh, suing him for spitting on him. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm, you know, but here's the thing. According to what was said on, on the shade room, Matt Barnes didn't spit on him until uh, Patterson shoved him in and threatened him. So where where is his mm-hmm. recourse? Where's his recourse to sue him? If he's yeah, the one who instigated the contact. <laughs> Definitely. I watch a lot of people's court and Judge Miliano always says you do have to have clean hands. Them and uh the Judge Judy spinoff. What's that shit called? Where it's like three of them, hot bench. They always talk about suing with clean hands. So if that's the case, it'll definitely get thrown out. Um, it definitely helps too that the wife has been keeping receipts of all of these altercations, but uh-huh. I definitely believe her in what she's saying only because um I only believe her just because not because just because she has receipts, but I just feel like out of all the people in that stadium, like how the fuck did they end up in the same space? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, thousands of people, football, Beyonce performs at football stadiums. Like, you know how many people that place can hold? Like we're talking hundreds of thousands of people. So, or at least maybe like several thousand people. And I just don't believe that. I just don't believe, believe that out of all the people you could have run into me. Like, it just seems intentional. I know we kind of did a little looking up about him before we started the show and said that, you know, he knows how to, um, like, he's, he's a former football player himself, so maybe that's why he was there. But it just doesn't make sense that he would, even so, be at the same in the yeah. same seating area as Matt, unless he knew that that's where they were going to be and wanted to harass them. Yeah, and we were thinking about that, but it wasn't like, okay, he played for any one of those teams that they were watching the game for. He played for the Falcons, and that was back in, like, 2007. He only played for them for, like, a year, and then he played in Canada. So it's not like he played for them for, like, 10 years, and then, you know, they were like, oh, why don't you come on through? No, he, he, was, he was just there for, I mean, he could have been there just to watch the game, but he was probably just there for them. Like he, you know, I, I can't harass them. Yeah. So. so we'll be keeping an eye on that. See how that saga unfolds. I don't know. If, okay. Let's say this. If you had a, if you had a fiance or a girlfriend, maybe you haven't proposed yet, mm-hmm. but she's got a, she's got an ex that's crazy like this. Are you, are you thinking about marriage still? It all depends. I mean, on its face, no. <laughs> I don't want to have to keep put it like this. Twenty-five years ago, yeah, because you know, I, I was, I was, in, I was more in fighting shape then. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I hurt my back just washing my hands after using the restroom and then climbing into bed. So yeah, now probably not. Back then, I would have taken a challenge. <laughs> okay, okay, that's love because I ain't putting up with it. Yeah. I'll be like, call me when you get that situation sorted out. Yeah. Hire a hitman, something. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we're only joking about that. We're not hiring any hitmen. I know the FBI is too touchy these days. <laughs> I don't want them showing up at my door. Although, if they tap my phone calls, they'd be bored to tears. I don't really do much. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, and the whole crazy ex thing that people do is basically just to like alienate the girls and then just be like, well, you know, if, if I can't have you, no one can. 
you know, mm. out, outside of murder. Like in India, they would literally like kill you or throw acid in your face if you reject them. Yeah. You know, that, that I mean, a girl, a young woman just got killed here in America. Shit, that ain't like she got shot and killed. Yeah. Two, two boys, college age boys, about to go to prison right now. Same shit. They shot and killed her because she said no. And so that's that's wild to me. It's like men will sit up there and be like, oh, you could just say no. Like, no, like there's a reason that women have this defense up just to be like, you know, to play nice, to to play nice. It's it's a it's it's about protecting their life, you know? You know, I, I will say this and I know I'm, I'm going to lose some of you on this, but I want you to bear with me. I was getting um Chinese food the other day. And I'm walking out of Chinese food spot and uh, a black woman, she was younger than I was. She walked past. And I, here's the thing. When I walk the streets, the friendliest people I see, right, are old white women and black men about my age. They're always friendly. They always say, hey, how you doing? You know, stuff like that. You know, I'm talking about strangers here, right? The least friendly people I see are, when walking the streets, are, are white men and black women, but I give black women a pass because sometimes men are ridiculous. And this woman caught me off guard because I was walking by and I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like getting dissed. Cause every time I, I you know, I see somebody and I'm like, Hey, you know, how, how you, if I make eye contact, I'm going to say hello to you. And, and I, I'm, I'm batting zero. Like I say, Hey, how you doing? They just look at me like, whatever, you know? And this one woman actually, and I, and, and, and the one time I was like, well, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. And then she was like, how you doing today? Oh, and I was like, Oh, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> It just caught me off guard, but I know all the all the the shit that black women have to go through in a, in a regular day, where I'm just like when that happens, I don't take it personal. It's just it's just how it is, you know. So I I, I just let it go. I don't take it personal. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. It's just to protect us, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's so you're looking angry makes you less approachable. So yeah, you don't want to be approached and. And you, that's just what you do. And it, it sucks, but it's kind of what works. But that's that's all I got. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll pass the baton over to you, Merce. All right, all right. I, I will say this. I don't normally like talking about Donald Trump, but Donald Trump does things sometimes that warrants my attention. And as you know, Diamond from Diamond and Silk passed away recently, right? And Trump attended a memorial for Diamond, and he really showed his ass in in classic Donald Trump fashion. He kept looking at his watch when he was sitting on the on the on the dais. He was kept looking at his watch when he got up there. He complained about he complained about how long the funeral was. You know, he's like, I got to get back to to Palm Beach, a little place called Palm Beach. You know, well, like that is a black person's funeral, so yeah. <laughs> of course it was long. And then the funniest part was he pretended that he didn't know who Silk was. And and that that part was hilarious because and somebody pulled up like at least four or five pictures of Diamond and Silk with Donald Trump, where he's with both of them. Because the thing is, Diamond is the one who did all the talking. And Silk oh, was okay. basically and Silk was like the flavor flave of the group, where she was just like, except that like a less talented Flavor Flav. Like at least Flavor Flav had solo songs on these Public Enemy albums, like one or two solo songs. Like Silk was just like, mm-hmm, that's right, girl. You tell them. Like that was her job, like like hype woman. Mm. Not even not even very good at it. 
But he basically was just like, after Silk was up there saying that Donald Trump treated them like family, Donald Trump was up there like, yeah, I do, I do, but Diamond didn't know about Silk. <laughs> but she's got a bright future ahead of her. Like, uh, it's basically like, that's just what you, what you tell a kid who like flunks out of community college and then he's just like, you know what? You got a bright future ahead of you. You got time. <laughs> you can get something done. Here's the thing, okay? And if it, if that was all, if it was all of what that was, I wouldn't even brought it up, right? Here's the thing. Silk claimed that the vaccine killed her sister. Now, here's the part where it gets muddy, okay? So why here's did you the, take it? Y'all y'all was against it before. Well, well, sure. well, here's the thing, okay? When they had, um, I mentioned last week that Silk died, I mean, that Diamond died of COVID because I had read some places that she died of COVID because a few weeks back, Silk was like, you know, pray for my sister. And then um, usually you said it when somebody's like having health issues and a few weeks later she died, right? Now, Silk has denied that Diamond died of COVID. She's denied, she's denied it over and over, said that she didn't die of COVID. We also don't know if they were vaccinated. So they, now here's the thing. Even if you're vaccinated, if you have underlying health conditions, you could still die, right? It, the vaccine just lessens your chance of major complications. But if you have like underlying health issues, like when Herman Cain died, he had been battling cancer. So he already had a weakened immune system. Now, I don't know if Herman Cain was vaccinated or not, mm. you know, but the fact that he had just finished I battling cancer. I feel like no, only because. Yeah. I don't think the vaccine was out quite yet when he died. Yeah, it, it was in that that time when they were still. Yeah, I feel like it might have still been developing or wasn't rolled out to everybody. Yeah. Even though he would have definitely probably been one of the first people to get it, but. Mm -hmm. mm. But but he he was a he was a vaccine denier, and you know then he dies of COVID, and then they use his Twitter account after he dies to keep on spreading anti-vax propaganda, which I was just like, that's pretty much par for the course. So we don't know if Diamond or Silk were vaccinated. And then, like I said, she denied that she died of COVID. Some right-wing nut job, I forget his name. I didn't write his name down because, you know, they're all, they're all nutbags. But he claimed that Diamond died of a blood clot in her lung. But from what I could find, they never did an autopsy on Diamond. So how would he know she died of a blood clot in her, in her lung? I couldn't find anywhere where Silk said that. So Silk never said Diamond's cause of death, and he didn't even do an autopsy on her. So she said that she made this claim, and um, one of the pundits I listened to said that probably the reason why Donald Trump pretended he didn't know who Silk was is because Donald Trump has been promoting the vaccine. You know, he was on his anti-vax kick, and then he realized, oh, if I promote the vaccine, I might be able to still be president. And, you know, he, and especially after he got COVID, you know, he took the vaccine, you know, and and he'd been promoting it because they were like, now he's like, oh, you know, we we did the vaccine. We did it quick. We did it quick. And then it saved lives, you know, after the fact, after he'd already like pretty much just lost the election. And a lot of people were saying that a lot of pundits, I should say, if Donald Trump had taken COVID seriously, he probably would have beat Biden. Probably. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. 
she talked about she's saying that um that that diamond was poisoned and then she mentioned vaccine shedding and i'm like is that just some right-wing mumbo jumbo i looked it up so there's actually a whole article on it on wikipedia so i'm just going to read you the first paragraph real quick i'm going to skip through some of it vaccine shedding is a form of viral shedding which can occur following a viral infection caused by uh, a live virus vaccine which is a specific vaccine technology that uses an a form of the live virus uh illness and other in others resulting from transmission through this type of viral shedding is rare a large portion of vaccines are not live virus vaccines and therefore cannot cause vaccine induced viral shedding um the covid vaccines are not live virus vaccines they are rnas so they do not contain any live viruses in there. So she tried to come out and say, and this is at her sister's funeral for fuck's sake. She couldn't even just, you know. And she knows this is going to be the last time that anybody pay her ass any mind. Yeah. As she slides into obscurity, you know, I hope she saved the money. I really do, you know. But here is the thing. It take It took me like, Two minutes of research to figure that out. And I, I won't even call it research. I, I, I use that term very loosely. Like, it's not really research. I just looked it up. Now, if I'm doing something for uh for the other, you know, for politics, and I have to get a whole bunch of stuff to get all my ducks in a row, I might call that research. If I'm looking up a certain subject and trying to get, you know, from different sources and trying to put it all together, that's one thing. But no, I just I just looked it up. It took me two minutes to look everything up. And I'm like, oh, okay, these aren't, these are RNAs. They're not live viruses. What the fuck is she talking about? You know, no one, no one knows what she's talking about. You know, when these two get on their little nursery rhymes and stuff like that. So, but you figure she just could not, and, and I agree with you. This is going to be the last time we hear about her, you know, unless someone has pity on her. Because now, without Diamond, Donald Trump has no use for silk. What's he going to do with her? Mm -hmm. Hire her to clean his house? Hire her as a, hire, hire, hire as a nanny for uh, for Baron? Like, no. it's She's done. You know? I'm pretty sure she may get hired at the Blaze if she learns to, you know, do what her sister did. But we'll see. I doubt it, though. I mean, she just doesn't really have any, aside from being like, mm-hmm, that's right, child. She doesn't really have any marketable skills that I could see. Maybe, maybe she'll surprise me. I'll, I we'll, we'll see. But she, of course, they they turned Diamond's funeral into a shit show. And Mike Lindell was there. <laughs> uh, that's that's the pillow the, guy, right? The, the my pillow guy was there too. But Donald Trump got up there and spoke for like forty minutes. Like he first he he worried about having that was in Fayetteville, right? This is yeah, this is in Fayetteville. Yep. But but once he got on the microphone, he talked for like forty minutes. Like he just he just wanted to be his turn. Like when are you when are you you tap dancing jigaboo is gonna realize like these people don't care about you? Yeah, Jason Whitlock on there talking about um the shooting that I mean uh, when those cops beat that guy to death. You know I I didn't I didn't bother watching the video because I'm I'm like yeah I'm definitely over <clears throat> I'm, I'm 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 over social media um and them trying to push that footage in front of me between that and Nancy Pelosi's husband getting beat up with a fucking hammer. Yeah. I'm definitely I, over I, social I, media. I, like I, I didn't what watch happens to like view this it like uncover 
sensitive comment content you know what I mean like what happened to that that option like I just be scrolling and it's like you see the headline and the video starts playing like what the fuck like I'm intentionally not watching this yeah I I I I I was telling uh, one of my groups I'm in on Facebook. I'm like, I've been watching these police brutality videos since Rodney King, and nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, it's just gotten worse. You know. But I mean, I I I don't know. I'm I'm at, I'm at I'm at a little bit of a loss here with this sort of thing. It, it's just like these people don't realize that you are and. I apologize real quick. I think I saved it. Shouldn't be that far down on my Instagram saves. Somebody actually posted a clip from James Baldwin. Right? You know, James Baldwin is always, always mm -hmm. speaking the truth. And here it is. He said, Black policemen were another matter. We used to say, if if you must call a policeman, but well, we hardly ever did, for God's sake, try to make sure it's a white one. A black policeman could completely demolish you. He knew far more about you than a white policeman could. And you were without defenses before this black brother in uniform, whose entire reason for breathing seemed to be his hope to offer proof that though he was black, he was not black like you. Mm -hmm. you know these people don't realize that they're nothing more than a means to an end i see these black republicans all the time and then they're just their reasons for being black republicans are usually pretty selfish you know and it's it's either selfish or, or <laughs> just an ego thing like they want to be more than more than black for lack of a better term you know and it's just sickening and you know i i i know that silk's feelings were hurt when donald trump tried to pretend like he didn't know who she was and i was like you know what fuck her i don't give a shit because it's not like people haven't been telling her that for i'm not the people at the funeral i mean they were clapping along and they were like yeah when she's talking about the whole thing about the vaccine shit they're like yeah you tell them i'm like you guys are fucking morons you know, just talking out the side of your ass with no proof. But speaking of talking out the side of your ass, sloppy segue here. They let Donald Trump back on the Facebook. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is he already was talking about, you know, ah, truth social, you're going to be great. <laughs> you know, you're going to you're going to do great things. Like he's he's already looking at the front door. So. Real quick, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but this is from Rolling Stone, uh, rollingstone.com. Since late last year, former President Trump has informed several people close to him that he doesn't want to re-up the exclusivity agreement with his social media company, Truth Social. Two sources familiar with the matter tell Rolling Stone. There's not going to be a need for that, is how one of the sources recalls Trump describing his soon-to-expire contractual obligation. The 18-month term of that requirement is up in June, right as the Republican primary is expected to begin heating up. After that, Trump's exclusivity term would automatically renew for six-month periods unless notice is given. In the event his exclusivity term expires, Trump would still be required to post to Truth Social. 
So basically, he's gotten what he wanted. I mean, they'll let him back on Twitter. You know, he's up on, you know, his time's up on Facebook. And, you know, Truth Social doesn't have the reach that Facebook does. You know, or 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 Twitter does. I, I'll, I'll just say Facebook. Twitter's not doesn't have that much of a reach, but Facebook does. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's funny that as soon as they let him back on, he's just like I'm. I'm looking at the front door. You know, it's like someone who dates someone because they broke up, and then their ex is like, "Well, maybe we could talk it out." And then he's like, "You know, <laughs> I really enjoyed our time together, but." <laughs> so and they should know that Donald Trump has zero loyalty. You figure Ozzy Osbourne when he tried to do when he tried to get into uh Lollapalooza and they wouldn't let him in, he was like, you know, especially Sharon, you know, she's the brains of the operation. She was just like, you know what? We'll make our own festival and it'll be great. And then they made Ozfest. And you know what? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Ozfest blew Lollapalooza out the water for years. I think it didn't come back after the after the pandemic. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember that being a thing. Yeah, but but Ozfest was for years was like with the top metal um uh music festivals beating out Lollapalooza, you know. And do you think Ozzy was like, oh, if Lollapalooza let him in, you think he'd be like, well, goodbye Ozfest? He was like, no, I'm doing my own thing. We're doing great. You know, Donald Trump just does not have that sense of, okay, how can we make this better? You know, I'm on here now. Nope, nope. He just, as soon as they let him back on, he's like, well, it was it was fun while it lasted Truth Social, but got to go by. I'm surprised he didn't tell him, I'm going out for a pack of smokes. I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, these people make me laugh. So let me ask you a quick question, Odie. Do you know anybody who watches Newsmax? Mm-mm. Not not openly, but yeah, I I, I don't either. Like all my fr- all my friends and their parents who watch Fox News, they watch it openly. Like they don't care. Like they'll post Fox News articles. They're they're very open about it. But I don't know anybody who watched like Newsmax or OAN when it was still around and stuff like that. I don't know anybody who watched those. And and that's part of the thing, right? Newsmax got dropped by DirecTV. And of course, all these right-wingers are just like, oh, I can't believe that they did that. We don't have enough conservative voices out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, have you been on Facebook lately? Like, most of the top pages are conservative pages. Most of the videos that are on there are right-wing videos on YouTube. Like, what are you even talking about? You know? Like these people are are ridiculous. And then they're replacing Newsmax with another show called The First. And I don't know if it's Bill O'Reilly's show or if he's just going to be on it. But yeah, it's, it's being replaced with another right-wing show. But the funny thing was about why they got dropped. So basically, if you do enough, you can actually ask for a... Uh, I forget what they call it, and I didn't catch it here in the clips that I took here, but like a subscriber fee or something like that. Like like you get a piece of their subscribers if you make enough money, and that would be like incentive to stay. So someone figured it out. Now, here's the thing. I want you to understand. We don't know what Newsmax asked for. 
They didn't they didn't tell us that. But they said the average channel would get 10 cents per subscriber, right? You figure um direct TV has 13 and a half million subscribers, right? So 10 cents by 13 and a half million subscribers over 12 months, that's 16.2 million dollars a year. But here's the thing. This is this is uh, according to um, General Counsel and Chief External Relations Officer for DirecTV, according to him, Newsmax's average household audience is only 101,000 households nationwide, representing less than 0.1% of total TV households. That's 92% lower than Fox News. Here's the thing. The town I lived in is, is, is the town I live in now is considered to be a small town. We have 160,000 people in this town. So, so you're like not even equivalent to one small town. Basically, basically, like nobody's watching them. And then they talk about, oh, because they figured they'll call their bluff. Oh, you know what? If you drop us, you're going to get investigated by Congress. They didn't say that, but they, I, they, I guess they figured that's the ace in the hole. And they were just like, you know what? We'll take our chances, you know, because you, you know, what's to funny is like, you know, I, I used to work in, in telecom and mm -hmm. uh, anytime it was always like at the first of the year, anytime there was like a contract renegotiation, like it could be like ABC or Fox, it could be like a, a big network and they'll always put the message up. Oh, direct TV contract or in this case, Time Warner contract expires, you know, call your T uh, call your cable representative. Yes. And this shit was a hella annoying. Cause they would be like, call your cable company and tell them that you want to keep your ABC, blah, 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 or your ABC family. Um, and usually too, the way that that worked is like, they would have like a suite of channels. So it wasn't like you would just lose ABC, you would lose ABC, ABC family, Disney, et cetera. Like anything that was under the same umbrella. Right. But it's like Newsmax, bro. Like it's just one channel. Like you, you don't have any power here because right. you're not taking other channels with you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like it's, it's literally just one channel. And obviously, your hundred and one thousand people didn't call in and say, "I I want to keep my Newsmax TV." Exactly. Some of them will go back to Fox News. Some of them will just go to YouTube. But in the in the grand scheme of things, it ain't hurting Direct TV not one little bit. So they 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 fucked around and they found out. Pretty much. And now they're not, now they're gonna be oh we need well we need to investigate Direct TV. Yeah, go ahead and waste more of our money fucking jackasses you know I, I i can't with these people and it was funny before in the pre-show i i her, her name is lala anthony carmel anthony's ex-wife i i always want to call her layla for some reason even though there's no i in there no she's like i feel like she's like afro something like she has some sort of she definitely has some sort of like Hispanic, because her, her maiden name is Vasquez. And, you know, Spanish people definitely love the name Lala. <laughs> okay. But okay. I don't I don't know if Lala is short for something or what, but I remember but when on her MTV day, she was Lala Vasquez. Um, and she's still acting and stuff. Like, right now, she's on BMF. She's not a great actress, but I guess she's a very likable person because, you know, she's, she stays booked and busy. She stays yeah. booked and busy. So she's always somewhere, but uh, right now she's on BMF, but she's also been on like uh, 
uh, the Power Series, which is like another Fifty Cent affiliated show, and um, she was in something else, like a movie or something. I watched the other day too, and I was like, I mean, I'll put it like, oh, there. you people with Eddie Murphy and um, Lauren London. I I, I got I got to watch that. That, yeah. that looks funny. Yeah. Uh, her yeah, her first name is a uh, uh, Lonnie. So I guess the the law, you know, the la la and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to be a good actress or a good actor these days. You just have to be. People just have to like you. Yeah, she's not playing a lead in anything. Yeah, anytime soon. Not not yet. But she's always, you know, she's always like the friend, the girlfriend, you know, and she makes her appearances and says her lines, and then that's it, and that's cool, whatever. Yeah, but she's mean, she's playing like she's getting a little bit more shine on the BMF and the Power Show, but like I said, she ain't getting no Emmys or nothing no time soon. Yeah, I mean, put it like this: one of the first roles I saw Lawrence Fishburne in, in was um Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> no, well, I'll talk about I'll talk about as far as in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I I kept forgetting he was Cowboy Curtis in in yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Um, was actually in The King of New York with Christopher Walken, and he played a, a fried chicken eating, grape soda drinking uh, <laughs> drug dealer. And then next thing you know, he's like in The Matrix. Next thing you know, he's in Othello. You know, so it all depends on what you want to do with your craft. You know, and I'm and I'm not denigrating her at all. I'm just saying, you know, we all got to start someplace. Yeah, sure. You know. We all got to get our start. And if it's something that you feel that you like and you want to do and you want to, you know, take lessons and take and do more serious roles. One of the reasons why Dave Bautista didn't want to do Guardians of the Galaxy anymore because he wanted to do more serious stuff. Like in um, he was in um, The Glass Onion. He was really good in that. And it, it, even the guest starring role he had in Blade Runner 2049, he was good in that. Like he's taking it seriously. Like he really wants to be an actor and he's really trying to, you know, uh, he's surely trying to work at it. So I, I, I definitely applaud that. So, you know, we'll see what she wants to do with it as far as acting goes. So uh, I'm like, whatever you do, hey, you know, we got you back, you know. But the reason why I bring her up is because she was on The Breakfast Club recently with Charlemagne the God and the other people. Angela mm-hmm. Yee has left to do her own show. So uh, I think she was co-hosting this week. So far, they've had like Jason Lee and some Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked, which is another like blog, like kind of like the Shade Room, except he's kind of in the forefront more often than than others. But yeah, they're they're I guess they're looking for a replacement and just doing co-hosts until they find a permanent. Gotcha. So she was talking about marriage. Of course, you know she recently got divorced from Carmelo Anthony. And she says, I don't hear people who aren't married saying, like, I want to get married. You just start hearing it less and less, she said on the show. Like, before, that was a goal. I'm not in conversation with people who are like, I can't wait to meet someone and get married. She went on to say, uh, most, I'm not saying all, I'm being careful with my words, most married people that I know are miserable and not happy, and they don't want to be married. So the funny thing is, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I was reading the, um, I, this came across my feed on Instagram, 
And I was reading the comments and she was getting trashed in the comments. And they were like, well, you know, that's you and your experience, but I'm married and, you know, I'm happy and all this other shit. I'm like, I'm like, she wasn't talking about you. Like, why are you so mad? She was talking about her old experience. Yes. And and you have a great experience, but don't be all salty about it. You know, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of friends who are married and some of them are miserable. And a lot of them are actually really happy, you know? So it, it all depends, you know, if you found the right person off the bat and, you know, you, you know, that's the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. That's fantastic. You know, if you got to burn it all down and do it again, that's good too, you know, but here's the one thing, the one, the one, another reason why I wanted, why I wanted to look this up, why I wanted to talk about this is because here's one thing that people don't do. And we, and we talk about this all the time. Like you have a phone in your pocket that's roasting your genitals with uh, radiation. So the least you could do is just use it for what it's for. Just take it out and just look up stuff, right? Now, this has nothing to do with, with Lala Anthony and then her statements, but you know, people who are just like, because they feel like because they're happy in their marriage that everybody's happy in their marriage, or they feel like, well, a lot of people are still getting married. And I don't think that Lala looked this up, but I decided to look it up. So between 1990 and 2020, right, according to uh, Statista.com, the marriage rate in the United States has almost been cut in half. So you figure in 1990, they had, uh, let me see here. You know what? I'm glad I wrote this down because Statista is bugging out. It let me have it before. And I, I took the link and now it's making me want to sign up and pay for it. Do I look like a corporation to you? I don't need all that. Anyway, luckily I, I had the I had the the wherewithal to write this stuff down. So in 1990, the marriage rate was 9.8 per 1,000 people, right? That were getting married. In 2020, it was down to 5.1. Mm-hmm. That's almost half. So when they say, "Oh, the divorce rate's been the lowest has been in 50 years," I'm like, "Yeah." That's because a lot of people aren't getting married anymore. <laughs> so of course the divorce rate is going to go down because marriages have gone down. You know, I, I always see marriage as of course, like as religion is a, it's a personal choice. You know, it's you, if you choose to follow religion, that's great. You know, and all that. So like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I, I've never really dug the people that go door to door. Like, have you heard the news about Jesus? And I'm just like, Please, please, please leave. I don't want to hear about Jesus, you know. But, you know, there are some people who it is their goal to get married. And that's fine. Like like I mentioned before, I know um, a young lady I went to junior high school with. Uh, she married her high school boyfriend. And they're, they've been married for decades. And all their kids are grown now. I think their youngest daughter is uh, like a sophomore or a junior in college. So their kids are grown and they're together. They've been together for like 30 years and they're just, and they're happy, you know? And I have friends who were married for a while and it all ended in tears and ashes. So, you know, it, it happens. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what's the divorce rate in America? It's like uh, 50% almost, you know? So, yeah, I mean, 
What do you what are your thoughts from a personal standpoint? Like, I think that Carmelo has traumatized her, and so she's sworn off marriage, and she's trying to make it dress it up to make it sound good. But Carmelo really betrayed her trust and fucked up her confidence. Um, if I had a husband that had outside an outside baby on me, I I probably would feel the same way that she feels. Yeah, but that's just how she feels today. Yeah. Just like. You know, yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's feelings are not today's feelings. She might feel differently as time goes on, you know? Um, yep. Hell, I feel like... Uh, <clears throat> who was that? Star Jones. Star Jones had a fucked up marriage, that first one, to that to that husband when she had the big, the big wedding when she was still on The View. And then she found mm-hmm. out he was gay. Like, that, that's a big betrayal of confidence, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so if she can move on and find love, then surely you can too. It's just gonna take time. That's all. And she was with him for a long time. And one of the other things she said during that same interview, which I've always this is exactly the reason I'm an advocate of that, is she talked about how she had been with him since she was in her twenties. So like she didn't really know herself. Like she didn't spend a lot of time single or dating around. It was just like okay, I like him. I want this to work with him. I, this, this is who I love. And then didn't entertain any other. I, she didn't really get a chance to know herself and like grow. So I I hear her um, and that's her experience. So it's not like you can tell her her experience is wrong or her opinion about her own experience is wrong. Right. It's just that yeah, at the end of the day, that's just how she feels right now. She might not feel that way. I, I mean, would ho- I would hope that she would let love in. And if she does, you know, it, I feel like too, when you have a lot of money or you're at least well off, um, then do you really need to get married? I don't know. At, at least more than once anyway. I think yeah. if I was well off, I don't think I would get married more than once either. Like, you know, if I was like somebody who just, you know, was like over rich or something like that, I would I would get married for love. Like I would try it, you know, and go into the with the idea that this is going to work. If it doesn't work for whatever reason, I don't think I would keep getting married. That I think that kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like ser- yeah. people who get married, like they're serial mar- marriers, whatever, they have yeah. serial weddings. That's weird to me. But that I can't understand. I can't wrap my brain around. Like, how many times has Holly Berry been married? At least three times, right? At least I think, because I know Eric Benet, uh, the French guy. I think I'm not sure she married him though, the father of her child, or if she just had the baby with him yeah. and they were together for a while. I'm not was, sure, uh, but I feel like three times, and yeah, she married she married David Justice. I thought, yeah. So she married David Justice, she married Eric Benet, and then Oliver Martinez, whoever that is. Yeah, that's the, that's her baby daddy, or the, the French guy. Okay. He's an actor. Gotcha. Okay. And all her marriages, like, four years, four years, three years, you know. But, you know, she's still a good-looking woman. She's 56 years old, you know. You go, Holly. But anyway, um, I mean, and like I said, it's not like she was out there talking about Lala. It's not like she was out there like, don't get married. 
she was just telling you her observation. Like I noticed a lot of people less and less are talking about marriage and not talking about it as a goal anymore. You know, because everybody was everybody. They always tell people, you know, uh, go to school, get your degree, you know, find a wife or find a husband and settle down. Like that's that's the thing that the old people like to say, settle down, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. Times have changed, you know. They've changed a lot since the 80s. And I I will agree with her that marriage is not that much of a goal anymore. It's just something that happens if you are so inclined. Like you find somebody and you figure, well, I want to spend the rest of my life with that person. And then you do. But I don't think it's so much as like a goal, like something you check off on your list. Like, all right, uh, let me see. I got some lean cuisines. Got that. Got married did that you know it's not like that anymore it's now it's just like if you love someone you marry them if you don't find someone that connects with you you just go about your life but i will agree with her that at least for the younger generations it's not like a a, a set goal anymore like it was for people in my generation or older so now uh let me ask you a question odie i know i'm doing a whole bunch of sloppy segues here have you ever known anybody who's been engaged and then broke off the engagement? Yes. What happens to the ring in that situation? Like, did they give it back? Yes, she did. did. Um, she did give it back, um, even though he was the reason for the breakup. Um, yes, she gave it back after feel like initially he even said that she could keep it but she gave it back okay. I don't I honestly I don't want to speculate or like misrecall why she said she didn't mind giving it back but I feel like I remember thinking like girl I would have kept that shit <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember why she said she she gave it back to him but yeah but I, I do know I was like I would have kept that shit fuck that yeah, I, I, I don't know what the protocol is. Like, there is never a set protocol for these things. And I didn't know what the protocol was. Because, I mean, in movies, I always see, like, when they break off an engagement, they just give the ring back. And that's the signal that it's over, you know? Yes. Like, in movies, they're just like, you know, they're like, you know, I don't think we could do this. And they'll just, they'll just all dramatic, like, they'll just take the ring off and then just throw it at them or just put it in their hand and, like, all oh, I'm out, you know, stuff like that. But I never knew 90 Day Fiance. There's like a storyline up there. I really wish they would get rid of this toxic ass couple, but especially because neither one of them are like foreigners or working on a 90 day visa fiance. Excuse me, a 90 day visa process. Like they're not working on that because they're both American. So like it's pointless. But um yeah, they break up all the time. And uh one of the times that they broke up, she actually took the ring and threw it in a bush and then her drunk ass went back out looking for the ring later she found it but uh it's just a mess it's just a mess like yeah it depends on how they give the ring back i know i've also i watch a, you know i told you i watch a lot of judge judy and judge shows and it really depends on the state that you live in as far as what the legal protocol is um most are most states see it as a conditional gift meaning like this is yours to keep if this thing happens and the thing that has to happen is you have to get married because this is a gift in contemplation of marriage 
So if we get married, then you become a wife, then you can keep the ring because you went through on your promise. If you, um, if you, if either one of us, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. If he cheats, if she cheats, um, you have to give the ring back because the marriage didn't happen, period. Um, and then in other states, there is a fault thing that has to be considered. Like, why did the, why did the engagement break off? Was it because mm -hmm. this person did something? Um, and then the courts look at who's at fault and then let whoever keep the ring based on that. But that, that that's not really most states. Most states just look at it as contemplation of marriage. Yeah. Now, we'll say too, though, um, hmm, I think the one exception where it doesn't matter if you got married after the fact, if you get married, like, let's say, like, let's say my husband gave me his great, great grandmother's engagement ring and handed it to me. And then we don't have any children. And then we break up. Then in that case, I should give it back because it should be in his family. You see what right. I'm saying? Because me and him are no longer family. So assuming that we don't have children and there's no child to pass the ring down to, then yes, I think in those instances, you should give it back. But if, if he went to Cage Jewelers or whatever, that's my ring. <laughs> yeah i mean like i said i never knew the whole protocol for it and like i said i'm used to watching in the movies and watching them give it back and the reason why i bring it up is because and i'm I'm curious about one thing before i go on here talk about ben simmons right should just want the basketball reference from the beginning. They usually have the most up-to-date stats here. So where is... Oh, we're at 22-23. Oh, okay. Jeez, that, that's probably why. Okay. Ben Simmons is not really having a great season this year. So you figure... Uh, He's played 37 games so far this season. He's scoring 7.4 points per game, you know, six and a half assists, which is really good. But, you know, 56% field goal, which is still pretty good. But, you know, he's not taking a lot of shots. He's just, you know, just timid, not really doing much. And the, and the reason why that's a big deal, because he makes $35 million a season. So he's somebody who was scoring like, you know, uh, 16, 17 points a game and whipping out assists like crazy. And now all of a sudden, you know, he, he, his heart's just not in it. You know, he probably needs to go to therapy and get that worked out because he is talented, but he's just having his issues. So they were saying that when he was going through his basketball issues, his personal life was really good because he was engaged to uh, Maya Jama, which for some reason sounds like a fake name. I don't know why I feel that way. And then, um, but once he started going back into the uh, to the NBA, you know, they have a long distance relationship going on. She is, I believe she's a British national. So don't quote me on that. She was on, um, I don't know if it's like a show or an uh show called love island oh okay i have heard of that show but no okay yeah so it basically it was an amicable split because it was just a whole long distance relationship thing just wasn't really working out for them both 
And that happens when you're you know when you're celebrities, you know, doing your own thing, right? But here's the reason why I wanted to talk about this. And well, there's a second reason, so bear with me. Ben Simmons uh gave her a 1.4 million dollar engagement ring. So now, of course, he wants the ring back. So the thing was, it's not like he tried to get it back and she wouldn't give it back, and then he did the court order. The court order was his first move because she was just like, oh, I would have given the ring back if you would just ask me. And she's still going to give it back. So from what she says, she plans on giving it back and she's trying to figure out a way to get it to him safely because, you know, it's a $1.4 million ring. But I always thought the other way, like when an Now, here's the thing. Like I said, long distance relationship. Maybe, you know, I'm not saying he broke up with it over the phone. But I'm just saying if if long distance relationship was the issue, then maybe they just weren't in a position to just give the ring back at a at a good time. You know, because from what she's saying, and I have no reason to not believe her, she had no intention of keeping the ring. You know, I just thought it was kind of weird that the whole, you know, go through my lawyers thing was his first move, especially if it was an amicable split. So it wasn't like they were on bad terms, you know, it's just, they're just being pulled in two different directions and the long distance relationships, even for people with means, long distance relationships are tough, you know? So what, what, what what's your take on the whole thing about Ben Simmons just using lawyers as a first move in this? I think he- that was a, a bad way to start. Um, like at least just make, make the formal request first like especially to the person that you love and i think she, she said she wants to just focus on her career like that that was the reason um from what i remember hearing so mm-hmm. if she wants to just focus on her career then that means that there's a chance that you can get back together yeah um, there's there's a couple of celebrities where that seemed to have worked for them and um i don't know it's just it's just weird to jump to that immediately but yeah, I think I think making a move like that pretty much ends your chances of even trying to get back together. Yeah, yeah, it it, it was a, it was a dick move to make that his first move, and I was just like, yeah, I mean, that dude just stay fucking up, man. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm like, look. You better save his contract, man. Like I said, you figure $35 million minus, and they don't charge, they don't do flat rate for taxes, but let's just say for argument's sake, right? $35 million. Let's just say for argument's sake, they took out 35%. That's not, that's never going to happen, but let's just say, right? Minus 35%. So you figure he still walks away with $22 million after taxes, right? If it was 35%, which it's not, it's never a flat rate. It's of course it goes in brackets. But and even, I don't even think the top tax bracket is even 30%. I think it's like in a, the mid to high 20s. But um, or maybe even it could be the low. I have to look it up. But you figure he's been playing ball for years, so he's got money like that, right? So why I and maybe I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. Like it, I don't, look. I can't. At the end of the day, I don't care how much money I made either. If if I gave you, if, if 
if I gave you a gift in contemplation of marriage and the marriage didn't happen, especially because you were the one that said, you said yes to marrying me, but then said, you know what? I think I want to focus on my career first. Like if I'm in his shoes, I want my ring back too. I don't give a fuck how much money I make. I can make Oprah money. I can make Jay-Z and Beyonce money. My mo- That's my money. You're not my spouse. So it's not our money. It's my money. It's fine. Whatever. Um, I think we're looking at this from the wrong perspective. My thing is like, why does she want to keep the ring? Like why? Like what? I'm very curious to know like what her justification is for keeping the ring yeah and my thing I, is well you can't be attached to it because y'all just got engaged i mean i i have no clue this ring looks like but for but for 1.4 million dollars it better look fantastic i mean yeah that's not my personal style gaudy is not my style because i'm sure it's right. really big. <laughs> i'm sure it's really big but again but even so, like why do you want to keep it other than its actual monetary value in which case well, prop- well, put it like this: If the and, and and piggybacking off of that, if the internet's to be believed, right? Uh, her net worth is like one, and then because she's British, it's one point five million pounds. So that that ring is probably like as much money as she actually has, <laughs> if they you know for amicable split. So I figured you know she's doing stuff, and you know I guess she didn't want to be a basketball wife. You know, she wanted to have her own things just in case something goes wrong. So so she doesn't have to worry about, you know, money per month and all that other stuff that she could have her own thing. You know, I mean, like I said, we're only a couple generations outside of women being able to have their own bank accounts and get apartments in their name. Okay, so and it wasn't like and here's the thing when I say that. What it really was about, like they made that law back in the 70s where banks and apartment complexes like that couldn't discriminate them against them. Put it like this, Black men could always vote as soon as they were freed. It's just that, you know, with the Ku Klux Klan and, and you know, uh, all the other stuff, they, were too, they, they put too many barriers in their way to prevent them from voting. So that's basically what happened in the 70s. I think it happened like 70, 71 to 72. They made a law to make it so that banks and stuff like that couldn't discriminate against women who wanted to get their own bank account or get apartments in their name and stuff like that or get credit cards in their name you know and it's become increasingly more important especially for women of color to have their own stuff you know and i'm not going to be one of those i'm not one of those dudes who are just like one of these fake alpha males who are just like well i'm the man and i got to support yeah maybe maybe in like 78 79, you know, this day and age, you need two incomes to live. You know, one income ain't cutting it no more, especially if you got kids. So it's now, it's more of a partnership than ever. And I guess she wanted to be an uh, more of a, a contributing partner. I don't know her, her, I mean, plus if you're in television and stuff like that, you definitely want to build on your career. It was like um, Eddie Murphy, when he talked about Johnny Carson's wife after the divorce. And he was like, if you're married to Johnny Carson, who's worth like $300 million, which is a lot back in the back in the late 80s, early 90s when that came out, right? He was like, what are you going to do? You know, get a job at, at a boutique on the weekends and then come home. Like now we have $300 million and $70 because, you know, I want to do by share. But now 
women are more able to do for themselves. And you know what? I'm not really, because I've seen some ugly stuff that happens, you know, and I'm kind of all for that. You know, I'm I'm sorry it ended their relationship. Yeah. You know, but I but I understand. You know, if you have an opportunity to build your career, build your career, get married later, you know. So but I but I I, I do get it, Odie. I, I I see it from your standpoint where it's just like, you know, especially if she's the one that broke it off, yeah, just give up the ring. Yeah. You know, and yeah, and man. like I said. She had. She says that she had no intention of keeping it, you know. But I don't think he should have went the whole lawyer route to start off with. He should no, support. That is. That is definitely fucking. That that to me tells me that you're hurt and you're trying to hurt her. Like that's, like think about this clearly. Clearly for a minute. Like I said, if you want a chance to get back with her, then that's not the way to go. Yeah, he he pretty much ruined that. He just dashed that against the rocks. <laughs> so. Oh uh, man. Two quick things before we wrap up, because we're 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 just about out of time here. Um, Run DMC, one of my favorite rap groups of all time. Uh, you know, they suffered a tragedy. Uh has it been that long since Jam Master J yep. passed away? <laughs> almost yep. almost 20 years, right? Yep. And the reason I know this is because of all things, like I've randomly looked at um like uh, sometimes it comes up on my feed, like on my for you page, I guess, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was watching an LL Cool J video. Uh, it was this. It was a song off the Deliver Us from Eva soundtrack, and it was featuring A Marie and him and Gabrielle Union. She was his love interest, and they were like on an on an island. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I I, I can hear you now. You you cut okay. off for me, but I, I can yeah, hear I did. you. <clears throat> So um, I don't know what part cut off, but basically I was saying like I had um, I was watching the Deliver Us from Eva, the song Paradise. It was like the track, the title song or whatever from the movie. And um, Gabrielle Union was his love interest in the video. A. Marie was like singing the hook and they were just like on the beach having fun. But at the end, they had this little thing in in the sky like where it was like like stars in the sky they had like a little thing and he did like what ll cool j does which is he um kisses his fingers and like puts up the peace sign or whatever <laughs> and in the sky it said rip big mama which was his grandmother that raised him mm-hmm. um and jam master j and that's why i was like fuck that was a long time ago <laughs> yeah yeah shit yeah, Jam Master Jay's been gone a long time. Yeah, you know it's you know it's funny. His uh his, his grandma, she was in the uh at the end of the I'm gonna uh, like the Mama said knock you out video. Like you know he's in the basement with the you know with the mm-hmm. boxing ring and all that stuff. And at the end of it, he's 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 comes down like James, hang out the trash. <laughs> I don't know if it was his mom or his grandma. I no, definitely. Been. I think Big Mama was like he called her mom because she raised him. So when uh, it was it probably was his grandma? Yeah, when he did uh walking with the panther, right, which was his his third album, and his grandma critiqued the album, and that's why he named it "Mama Said Knock You Out" because he was just like she was like, yeah, that whole walk with the panther thing was okay, but this time you got to come. She's like, you got to knock him out, you know, with this next album, and he did. You know, it was a big album for him. So, yeah, you know. But um, 
Oh, I lost my train. I thought there because I'm getting kind of <laughs> old. But um, Jam Master Day run run DMC. Yeah, run DMC. They are doing a final show. And let me see when the show. I think it's in April sometime. It's going to be at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be their final show. Yep, it's going to be in April. Uh, their final show is a group. Now they may still do like like solo stuff because you know they have like solo careers and stuff like that. But as far as you know, um, as Run DMC, this is going to be their final show. Now you figure they haven't done and they hadn't done an album since Jay died. Like the last album that they had. I think was uh, I want to say it was Grand Royal, and I want to say that came out in like 2001. I think Jam Acid J died like that next year, you know. So they didn't put out any more albums since then. It's kind of like I think I, I think the same thing happened with the Beastie Boys. If I'm right, like after MCA died, he died of cancer, and I don't think they put out any more albums since. You know, they guest starred on uh, on on um, Public Enemy's last album. Uh, they guest starred on it. They didn't rap though. They were just like, you know, in the background. But mm. yeah, it's tough. I mean, they came up together as a group, you know. And um, yeah, they're doing one final show at, at MSG. Uh they're gonna have like a they have guest stars there. I think Wu Tang is gonna be there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be it's definitely gonna have plenty of appearances. But the appearance that I'm wondering about is whether or not Russell will come out of hiding. Is he gonna come out of Bali or wherever he at? Yeah, I I wouldn't, because <laughs> I know he has. So he, I know he has some allegations against him. I don't know, you know. He has allegations, but I don't think he has charges. Like I don't think he has like outstanding charges or warrants or anything like that. Yeah, but he just he he'll go on live every once in a while, but uh, and be meditating and shit, but. I, I will say one thing, looking at uh, Run and DMC, like Run definitely looks like a 58-year-old man. Yeah. DMC, look, he took good care of himself. I mean, DMC had a, he had a major drinking problem, you know, for a while. And it got to the point where his doctor was like, you either need to stop drinking or you're going to die. They said, he said at one point he was buying 12 40, ounce, 12 40 ounces a day. He would drink about seven or eight of them by himself. He would give away a couple and then drink some with other people. But the problem was he suffers from uh, stage fright. And he would use alcohol to manage his stage fright. Mm. You know. So, and, it, and it's not uncommon. Like, one of the, you know, Barbara Streisand, same thing. She suffers from stage fright. You know. So, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. It's it's weird. It's a part of my childhood that's kind of being laid to rest here. You know, I, I grew up on Run DMC. You know, I always talk about how Sucker MC saved rap music, you know, when rap is getting ready to become a fad. And then they came out with Sucker MCs in what, like 83. And it was just like, yeah, okay. Rap music has been saved. <laughs> and then when they came out with Raising Hell in 86, you know, Walk This Way was an international hit. So... Yeah, they have a long and storied career. They had downs, you know, but they they had their ups as well. So, you know, much love to run, much love to DMC. And, you know, hopefully it's going to be a fantastic show, you know. And then one more thing before we go into our uh, our final thoughts, Aaliyah, you know, who also 
Now, what year did Aaliyah pass away? 2001. Yeah, it, it was a it was a rough couple of years for uh you know for hip hop and R and B, but um there's a petition going out, and I think even on that first day, I think that I think the petition started on the 25th. They already had like just under like 6,500 signatures. They're trying to get Aaliyah into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. So they're they're trying to do a petition to get her in there. Let me ask you a question. I mean, granted, she's only here's the thing. Number of albums doesn't matter to me for one reason. Nirvana's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They only had three studio albums. So they had Bleach, which was there with the on the indie label. They had um Nevermind and in, in Utero. And not too long after In Utero came out, that's when Kurt, you know, unfortunately took his own life. Aaliyah only has three albums, you know. Biggie only had two studio albums before he passed away. Okay. So ready to die and then life after death. And Biggie's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it's really more about your influence as much as it's not for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's not like Billboard where it's about selling records. It's about your influence on the music industry. And there are a lot of people like Missy. Then, and, okay, then yeah, definitely Missy. Is Missy in there yet? No. Mm. No, but, okay. but Missy... Um, you know, she cited her reach is obviously greater though. Like, I mean, I know Aaliyah jump started her career, but her reach is great. Like uh, Missy has worked with so many people. Missy, I will put Missy in there before I put Aaliyah. I'll put, you know, Missy's, you know who, you know who's a big fan of uh one of the one of the rappers who's quote unquote regarded as one of the greatest rappers of all time, Lil Wayne. That's one of his faves. She's influential to like so many people. Yeah. And she's she's not just for black people. Like, you know, like she, yeah. she don't just belong to us. But she's herself every single time. I look, look, I think I will put Missy in there. And the reason I'm gonna say that is only because like on one in a million. Like she worked on there too, but so did R. Kelly. And so I feel like that kind of that muddies the waters just a little bit. You know what I mean? As far as like looking at Aaliyah's catalog. I think yeah, about but it but it, it R. Should... Kelly is like touch yeah. and his like he has a like he just taint shit. Like I don't mm, mm -mm. yeah. Cause then I, cause I, then I look at it as like R. Kelly could say oh, look at the artists that I put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't even want that. Like, um, at least unless until he's dead anyway. Like, maybe he needs to pass <laughs> first. And then that way, we don't, I don't have to ever hear him say that. Right. Right. Yeah. I, it, it's 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 kind of messed up. If, if that's what's keeping her out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and, you know, even if they gave her something like, um, because, you know, like a lifetime achievement or something like that. Cause I didn't realize her career was that short because you, her first album came out in 94 and her last one came out. In yeah. She was a child. <laughs> it, hadn't, it hadn't even been 10 years that she'd been putting out music. Nope. You know, what? Like seven, eight years. Nope. So, and, and in that time she had that much of an influence, you know, but see, that's what, you know, that, and I feel like Aaliyah and Selena are very similar in that regard, like tragic, mm -hmm. tragically cut short. I, 
I also like Selena has a great influence too. Like, why is she in there? I'm pretty. Yeah, hmm, hold on. Um, I don't think. Yeah, no, you're right. She's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Talking about she Selena. should be in there too. I mean, they really should stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that's a whole other issue for another day. Yeah, I believe Selena. She definitely has a place in there. And 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 it's funny because I think Run DMC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and one of their uh, one of their videos, King of Rock, where they kind of like make fun of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where like they walk in and then they had that little old guy that's in all those movies. He's like, "This is a rock and roll museum. You don't belong here." <laughs> and then they go into the whole King of Rock thing, and then who who would know that years later they end up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot of blues artists in there. Like, uh, like you remember at the end of uh Cadillac Records, you know, Muddy Waters, uh, Little Walter, you know, uh, Etta James. I think Etta James is in there, right? I'm not sure. I don't have any line. I don't know if Howling Wolf made it in there or not, but yeah. But I mean, it's really more about your influence, and if that's the case, then yeah, I think she does deserve to be there. But I'm hoping, praying that the stench of R. Kelly doesn't hold her back from that. You know, there's like a TikTok uh, or a reel I saw floating around where this guy was dancing to like an old R. Kelly, like one of his, um, he might've still been in, what was it? Wasn't he in a group before? He wasn't in a group, but his first album was... Or was he just producing for Guy? I don't know. Because, you know, I know Aaron Hall was in Guy, but, like, they have similar voices, you know? So... No, no, no. I I think... Because I I still have all my old R. Kelly CDs, and I'm trying to remember the name of... I'm pulling up the discography now. Because it was... um, I just know he... Like, we... That's who it was. Who was it? With a public announcement. Oh, okay. Maybe, I don't know if this was a public announcement song because, or if this was an R. Kelly song, but either way, they were doing like, um, it, the song was a swing song, like a swing, swing jack, jack swing, whatever. <sighs> I'm, I'm over it. Anyway, it was that new jack swing. That's what it was called. New jack swing sound. And, um, and towards the end of the song, he was doing like ad libs where he was talking about different women that just got it, right? He clearly says little Aaliyah has got it. That nigga is trash and he's been trash. So, and this song came out in like 93. So like Aaliyah would have been 12 or 13 tops. Yeah. I'm gonna see if I can find the song though. But yeah, it's just disgusting. It's just tainted. Like I said, I I could hear him somebody giving him a microphone or a platform or something and saying, and him saying, I'm really proud that I was able to help Aaliyah get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm, I can't, mm So no. Uh, nope. Like I said, when, when, when he's dead, we'll just revisit it. Yeah. He has to die first. <laughs> so... All right. Odie, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Funko. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on over there, but uh, y'all need to hire more black people. There's no way that the little Funko heads that you released 
um, should look the way that they do. And I'm talking about Princess Tiana and uh, Prince, what was his name? It was something like Najin or something like that. Naveen. N-A-V-E-E-N. Naveen, thank you. Uh, Yeah, Prince Naveen, yeah, that's not him. That actually is giving me more of uh, Brandy when she was in Cinderella and her prince, who was the guy, he was like kind of Asian or Filipino, Filipino or something. um yeah that's what that's giving me i don't prince naveen was a very brown-skinned man i've only seen um princess and the frog one time but i know for a fact prince naveen was definitely brown-skinned um and so yeah y'all fucked up uh and there's nothing wrong with admitting to when you fucked up i guess that's my final thought just just admit when you fucked up and correct please because funko y'all all the way wrong for that yeah they do need to hire more black people in 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 positions of you know somebody to just tell them don't do that <laughs> or or do this but yeah i mean i don't know how they thought they were going to they were going to get away with it but i mean there there's a lot of black nerds out there who love this stuff you know one of the, in in that um the thing that you sent me somebody was like who that like who is that white man cuz i know it's not naveen I'm so sick of Funko doing this shit. She said, my ass was excited to cop this. And she was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so I, my final thought is basically real quick. There was a, I think I talked to it. I think I talked to Blue about it when we had our meeting uh, last um, week. One second though. Hold on. I was just going to come back to that real quick. It just sounds like oh. something nefarious might be going on. Mm-hmm. Like, is the goal to like sell as many sell as little units as possible so then when the next time it doesn't sell you can be like well this is why we don't make black figures because it didn't do well now they do it from what i could see and hold on a second here somebody had a no I, i must have uh I have to look. I have to look at their little catalog and see who else they have there. Yeah, because I, I mean, like in numbers wise, like how how is it doing? I don't know. This thing, it it just sounds fishy as fuck. But yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm sorry. You and oh, Blue. Oh, it's all right. Uh, we were talking. Uh, we were in our meeting. There was a um a tweet that went out, and I was trying to find a tweet, but they were basically it was a a trans rights group, and they were angry that uh. At Aretha Franklin's song uh, "Natural Woman," and they said that this song like hurts the trans community, and they wanted it taken off of, uh, of Spotify, Apple Music, and, and YouTube. Right now, and at first, you know, and and this is more not just for you guys, but for me as well. And luckily, I didn't post anything about this. Right. And then uh, let me see. Let me just pull this up here because I, I admit when I first saw it, I said this has got to be the onion. This can't be real. Yeah, it came out in 1968, so 1968 minus 2023. So this song is 55 years old, right? And I know sometimes like these groups get a little bit touchy sometimes, but then I was getting ready to post it on Facebook. I was like, that sounds stupid. Because there's nothing in the lyrics that say anything against a trans community. I'm literally looking it up right now. Yeah. So 
I looked it up and then it turns out that, you know, PolitiFact and I don't know, <coughs> it wasn't the Snopes article, but they found out that it was, it was a fake group just trying to do outrage. You know, no one is too savvy to get fooled, you know, and I'm lucky I didn't put myself out there on, on Facebook talking out the side of my ass before looking it up. There's a lot of deep fakes out there. So if something just sets off your spider sense, look it up. Save yourself the trouble of having to rescind stuff. I, I've done that a few times where I post something and I'm like, oh, I got to take this back because it turns out that this was fake. And especially on Twitter, because now you could just buy a blue check and then just make yourself anybody. Fair enough. Just to mess with people. You know, you know what's crazy is like, I always thought this song actually, it sounds like it should be for trans women, to be honest. Like, or anybody who just feels like a woman the way i always interpreted the lyrics of the song is like you make me feel secure you make me feel um my most feminine self i normally if life is unkind to you that means that you have to put on a tough exterior yeah so i met you and i could let my guard down that's all the lyrics mean it could have never been that deep but i'm glad that this has been debunked as not being a real thing. So anybody that tries to bring it up and say trans people are wildin' or trans people are crazy, then great. I have this now to back it up because I think I saw it come from a couple of reliable sources and I was like, this still sound like the onion. So like, I never wanted to discuss it. So I'm glad that you, that you confirmed it. Yeah. It was as crazy as I thought it was. Yeah, it was definitely fake. You know, it's kind of funny. I don't, Oh, okay, then then they do call it a natural man. I don't know if that's the same song though, because Rod Stewart covered this. Because I look at all the people, they saw all the people who covered the song. So you have Carol King, uh, Ariana Grande, Mary J. Blige, uh, Peggy Lee, Celine Dion, Jennifer Hudson, Kelly Clarkson, and then I saw James Ingram, and I was like, huh, oh okay. <laughs> and then Rod Stewart. So I don't know if it's the same song or because the songs are similar, they just ended up in there. And I was just like, I may need to look that up. I'm just curious gotcha. now. But yeah, but I mean, like I said, just take the two seconds to look stuff up so you don't look foolish. Because like I said, no one's too savvy to be fooled. And there's a lot of really good deep fakes out there. If it sounds kind of crazy, take the take the extra time. So but uh all right. Uh yeah. We out of time. <laughs> so hopefully everybody has a uh, safe and happy Sunday afternoon. I know, you know, get your, you know, if you're one of those people who don't have to, who don't do their own dry cleaning, get your ironing board out, you know, iron your shirts for the week. So you don't got to do it every day. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm giving that advice. I work from home. <laughs> I just wear t-shirts and sweatpants all day. So I don't know why I'm giving out advice that I'm not following. But anybody, anyway, everybody stay safe, stay happy, and we will see you next time. All right. Bye, guys.